0: A Bucking Spurs podcast is brought to you by the Eavesdrop Studios Podcast Network at eavesdropstudios.com, where eavesdropping is okay as long as you tell everybody what you heard. Antonio, Spurs Nation, what is up? Shut up, because you're listening to a Bucking Spurs podcast. On today's episode, Kawhi Leonard gets dropped from Jordan Brand. Uh-oh. I don't think this is all going out according to plan with Uncle Dennis. We're going to talk about DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay hooking up in the Drew League. David Robinson said that he couldn't speak to, to Kawhi Leonard during this whole process. Matter of fact, he says that he may have only spoken five to ten words the whole entire time he was in San Antonio. And that's the admiral. Show some respect. Salute. We're going to talk about a possible Spurs deaf lineup, which is technically just a small ball lineup. We're going to talk about breakout candidates for the 2018-2019 season. Kawhi left, there's a big hole in the small forward position. Let's talk about how big that hole actually is. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Manu. Manu! But first, Sirenova dropped the bait. dropped That Nike brand and the Jordan division have not re-signed Kawhi Leonard and that the offer on the table was a four-year extension worth $20 million. That is no longer on the table. They are going to split ways unless an agreement gets made. Holy shit. Dennis has now cost Kawhi Leonard... million with the Spurs, $20 million with Jordan Brand, which sums up to $100 million. (laughs) What the hell is going on? Oh my God, I know he's not our problem anymore. I know we should be moving on and and Kawhi Leonard News shouldn't even be on the pod. So we can start the grieving process and the process of moving on. Getting this guy out of our lives. but Yo, man, what the hell, why Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. He's making all the wrong moves. You're now in the hole $100 million. Now, I don't know. I mean, there's other shoe brands out there. Maybe he signs with Adidas. Maybe he signs with some Chinese brand like like uh, Dwayne Wade and, and Tony Parker had their, their stuff overseas. Maybe. You never know. But Jesus Christ, Kawhi. It's time to man up. It's time to start grabbing your ball. I don't want to see this guy fail in life. Yes, I don't like the way everything happened. And and we're going to get into that a little bit and what happened, the whole side of the story with uh, David Robinson. But come on, man. A hundred million dollars? God dang. Now, I want to talk about where I believe Manu falls in the greatest shooting guards of all time. Obviously, number one is Jordan. Then after that, I have a tough time. Because no one is going to tell me that Dwayne Wade is better than Manu. Nobody. Nobody is going to tell me Klay Thompson is better than Manu. No. There is nothing that no one can ever say to me that will ever put Manu past the third spot. Obviously, you got Jordan at number one then arguably you have kobe at number two now guys in in their heyday those kobe and manu battling each other that was something to watch that was competitive gritty in your face i want you yeah you come guard me and then the vice versa you come guard me i'm gonna score on you no no i'm gonna score on you man it was bad stuff in the mid-2000s boy Now, let's not forget, Kobe finished with five rings. Manu finished with four. Manu should have been the finals MVP in 2005. Let's not forget, Manu won a championship his rookie year in 2003. Won his second championship two years later in 2005. He won two championships in his first three years. He won three championships in his first five years in the league. I mean, come on. That is special. You have a guy who won three championships in five years? Man. Guys, Manu is not only one of the best scorers in the league, but one of the best defenders on the perimeter. He competed every single second while he's on the floor. I can't say that for a lot of people. I can say that for Kobe. I can say that for Jordan. I can't say that for any other shooting guard that I've ever seen. Now, I'm not going into the deep dive in the in the 80s and 70s and, and whatever of the NBA. But tell me someone who has a resume like Manu's. Gold medal. European championships. All the above. He is the third best shooting guard of all time. And I ain't want to hear nothing about it. Go to your room. Shut your mouth. And pray to Manu. Ginobili! That's right. Let's talk about David the Admiral Robinson. This guy is just the best. He is just the prototypical model San Antonio Spur. I mean, he set the way. Let's be honest. You know, Tim Duncan's the best, yes. But the Admiral showed everyone what Spur's character is all about. He is a true disciple of pop. Knowing that life is bigger than basketball and that it's important for these players to use their likeness and their influence and their celebrity, to be honest, to do greater things beyond the game. And that's just as evident to go as, you know, David Robinson was just honored the Stuart Scott Inspiration Award. And for all the work that he's done in the charter school um, education system. Um, look, I'm from South Texas. I'm from Westlaco, Texas. I know I never shot it out yet, but 956, what is up? Um, and we have idea schools all over the place. He's been a big part of that. He has the Carver schools in, in San Antonio. Um, shout out to the Carver Academy. And um, what he's doing is just providing an opportunity for these kids to go to college. And listen, I'm a teacher. I'm not going to say where, but I am a teacher in a public school district. And there is a difference between IDEA public schools and, um, uh, I'm sorry, IDEA charter schools and the regular public school system. And I'm not going to say one is better than the other, but these charter schools are really doing something special. They are giving kids an opportunity to be the first ones in the family to go to college. They're taking these low income, low economic um, uh, parts of South Texas and, and, and Louisiana and, and there's, there's schools in San Antonio and, and Austin um, and really doing something special and providing these kids with opportunity that they probably wouldn't have um, at a public school. So um, I just kind of want to play a little clip of David Robinson yesterday on ESPN's The Jump talking to Rachel Nichols about the award for you guys. And um, hopefully I'm not breaking any copyright laws or anything like that. But here I go. Uh, this is amazing. By the way, it's remarkable that you can have accomplished all that you accomplished in the NBA. And frankly... I think at the end, that's gonna end up as your secondary legacy. You are creating such generational change here. It is so impressive, David. It's it's amazing.
1: You know, it's funny me standing up on that stage getting that award because there's so many other people that are really doing all the work. I mean, Idea Public Schools was started by Tom Torkelson and Joanne Gama down in South Texas about the same time I started Carver Academy. Uh, And together now, we've grown this thing into an amazing, uh, amazing uh, project so we're hopefully we'll begin to really impact kids and families particularly low-income families half of our kids in the Rio Grande Valley are first in their family to go to college so imagine how that's transforming those families so so it's pretty exciting the things that we're able to do
0: okay after they talked about the public schools Rachel Nichols asked the admiral about what he thought on the whole Kawhi Leonard situation and i'm gonna let you guys hear it for yourselves now that it's all said and done he's in toronto what is your overall reaction to the situation and to Kawhi and how he handled this specifically yeah i
1: mean it's it's one of the oddest situations i think i've seen since i've been in pro basketball um (laughs) <laughs> I, I, he's he's a hard guy to understand. He's a hard guy to read. And you know, San Antonio, which we we obviously have a reputation for taking care of our players, almost too much. I mean, people criticize us for sitting guys down. Now all of a sudden, you know, we've got a guy who says he felt pressure to play, which is you know tough. <laughs> I mean, I, you, what, what can mm-hmm. you do? I mean, I, we, you know, we we typically don't risk our players' um, health, but you know, here uh, I mean, if a guy's not happy, he's got a you know go go somewhere where he can where he can play and i think pop and rc our team did a a pretty good job of of uh you know kind of meeting our needs for the future i think we'll we'll move on from here i think we're pretty happy with the with the deal and and we'll we'll continue to grow and get better
0: was there a point you ever spoke to Qui about all of this or reached out to him? I know you're still around the team somewhat.
1: Has anybody spoke to Qui about this? Uh, I, you know, I, I mean, I talked to his uncle. I mean, does that count? Really? Uh, you know, I mean, you know, he really, he's a hard guy. I mean, he's just quiet. He doesn't, you know, I've reached out to him several times and just never hear anything back from him. Um, I think the whole time he's been here, I've talked to him maybe a handful of times and, and I can make, I can count on one hand how many words he's really said to me. So he's just a quiet guy. And 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 I think that that's made it difficult, I think, for all parties to really understand
0: each other in this process. Yo, how are you not going to pick up the phone when the Admiral's calling you? Dude, what the hell? You take his advice. You know, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, you can still do what you want. But what the hell? Why are you shutting yourself off yourself off from the world? Come on, Kawhi. You know, when the, when the Admiral goes out and says, you know what, the Spurs are the prototypical team to actually overprotect their players, he's right. This whole sitting out, you know, games throughout the season, that was us. That was us who started doing that first. We started realizing that 82 games is way too much. That in order to be healthy for a full run at the playoffs, you have to sit out a couple games here and there for rest. Now, which games they sit out, that's a whole other conversation. But I don't know if you can tell, if it's just me, but I can tell that David Robinson's voice kind of got a little bit hyped up and he got a little bit angry. And you can tell that there was a little bit more, you know, behind his statement about Kawhi versus the school. When he was talking about the school, he's all low-key. He's really calm, he's, he's happy, and then as soon as they ask about Kawhi, he gets all angsty. Like, I don't know, I tried. I tried to help keep him in San Antonio. And I couldn't even talk to him. He could only talk to Uncle Dennis. And we all know how good uh, Uncle Dennis is. You know, we know what he's good for. Shoot. Kawhi might end up signing with Big Baller Brand by the end of this year. <laughs> the way Uncle Dennis is running the show anyways I digress I want to talk about a possible Spurs death lineup now what is a death lineup it's just a small ball lineup where you really have your power forward at the five and you put as many shooters and ball handlers around the five as possible the only reason we call it the death lineup is because of Golden State right so it's it's really just to combat what they're doing over there. The Draymond Green at the at the 5, Kevin Durant at the 4, um, Andre Gudala at the 3, Klay Thompson at the 2, and Steph Curry at the 1. That's their death lineup. Well, what's ours? If we are going to go small ball to combat what they got going on down there, we have the team to do it. We had it last year if Kawhi was healthy. let's talk about it now obviously we're going to have Dejounte Murray or Patty Mills at the point guard I think either one of those is going to be they're each going to be able to do their job to make a, a death lineup lethal and it all depends what you want you want the point guard to be scoring or do you want the point guard to be penetrating and kicking out to the other perimeter players that's the option you have with those two Then we're going to go ahead and move DeMar DeRozan down from the two to the three. We're going to go ahead and insert Marco Bellinelli. Marco Bellinelli is going to come in, give you shooting. He's going to make you have to chase him down off the three-point line. And that's what you want. And I'm leading up to why. So, okay, so now we got DeJounte Murray, Marco Bellinelli at the two. DeMar DeRozan at the three. Now, that gives you a versatile three position. Our top three guards right there. Oh, my God. You're going to get penetration and kick to shooter with DeJounte. You're going to be a guy who can knock down three balls in Bellinelli. And you're going to get one of the best slashers in the game at the three at the three position? In DeMar? Mmm. I'm liking that. Mm, mm, that sounds good. That sounds delicious. All right. So... Let's go ahead and move on to the four. Now, this is where it gets interesting. The first thought, okay, is Rudy Gay because he's been here for two years. And, and yeah, and he can shoot the ball. He can penetrate. And he gives you size. And that's not a bad thing to have. We also got Dante Cunningham. Let's see how well he, you know, adjusts to the Spurs. It's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to adjust to the Spurs. It doesn't... Usually, players can't do it in one year. But... The one that I'm really thinking might actually get that spot in the death lineup is Davis Bertans. That boy comes in with energy. He doesn't sacrifice rebounding. He can give you offensive and defensive rebounds and he can shoot the ball. So there you go. You got DeJounte Murray who can stretch the floor, Bellinelli who can stretch the floor, DeMar DeRozan who's the ultimate slasher and mid-range player. And then you got Davis Bertans who can sh- uh, just camp out in the corner and knock down shots. I think that's going to be that that thing that kind of hits us from left field is how good Davis Bertans is going to be in some of these lineups. And then, of course, you go LaMarcus Aldridge at the five because you know, we all know that Draymond Green cannot handle LaMarcus Aldridge. He can't. LaMarcus Aldridge was a 25-point scorer last year. One person cannot guard this guy. So if he kicks it out, we have to make him pay. And oh, Jesus Christ, guys, that's the only difference. We win more than one game versus Golden State. I'm not saying we beat him in the series, but it would have been competitive if we had guys who can make plays and knock down shots last year. We didn't have that. Now this year, we have a developing DeJounte Murray, or if he's not hitting shots, boom, just insert Patty Mills kick out to Bellinelli for the three boom kick out to DeMar DeRozan slashing to the hole pulling up mid range knocking down shots LaMarcus Aldridge going ahead and and digging inside digging inside boom kicks out to a Davis Bertans hanging out in the corner or Rudy Gay that right there is deadly that is a deadly small ball lineup death lineup baby Spurs are going to bring it this year Believe that Really quick I don't want to make this thing A little bit too long but my breakout candidates For this year are Bryn Forbes and Derek White our backcourt baby These two young cats Have been developing What is the most scariest thing about the Spurs system is that we develop Guys that you've never even heard of And yeah We're going to have two of them coming at y'all this year Bryn Forbes Is working his ass off. He had a big jump last year. And all he needs is opportunity. Derek White. Is going to be the ultimate. Third string point guard. And I know what you're thinking. Third string point guard. Who cares? Well if you're with the Spurs. You care. You know. That the third string point guard. Is pretty much the backup starting point guard. Patty Mills is going to get his. uh, His uh, backup role. And then. The third string falls in line for the for the first string point guard. That's just how it is. And Derek White, guys, keep him on your radar. Expect big things out of Derek White. And Bryn Forbes is ready. I see Bryn Forbes being like a young JJ Redick. Just catch and shoot. Catch one, two dribble pull-up. Catch and get to the hole and finish. Man, like just solid. Nothing fancy about his game, but he's efficient. He's efficient breakout candidates of the year for 2018 2019 now let's go ahead and talk about Kawhi Leonard's hole that he left here with the Spurs which is going to be filled by Rudy Gay, uh, Dante Cunningham and Davis Bertans let's not get it twisted those are the three guys that are going to be in that spot now I've talked about them a little bit already when it comes to our small ball lineup Rudy Gay is a proven veteran he just none of them are going to be Kawhi Leonard on the defense on the defensive end Nobody is Kawhi Leonard on the defensive end. You're talking about a guy who can who can shut down LeBron, shut down Harden, shut down Curry. Guys, that is what made Kawhi Leonard so special. Is that the three best players in the league, you had a guy who can shut those assholes down. Do and that is what we lost. And that is why I believe that he was the best player in the NBA. Because not only could he drop 25 points a game, but he can do that. So we're going to lose that. Hopefully, by committee, Rudy Gay and Dante Cunningham can get the job done on the defensive end. Because you are talking about guarding Kevin Durant, guarding LeBron James now who's in the West. um, Guarding some of the better players in the league at that position. All right, so defensively, there's a huge hole there that Kawhi left. Rudy Gay off an Achilles injury is not going to be as versatile on the defensive end. But hopefully Dante Cunningham is and hopefully Davis Berton steps up in that department too. Because if they can, we'll be alright. So we got DeMar DeRozan and Rudy Gay hooking up on the same team at the Drew League. Now... They've spent time on the core before. Let's not get it twisted. Rudy Gay had a very short stint in Toronto. And it didn't work out. The system wasn't made for him. And then he ended up getting traded very shortly after that. Okay, so... I don't want to read too much into that. Into the history of them two playing together. But in the Drew League, they look pretty good. DeMar Rosen was getting to the whole kicking out to Rudy on the three ball. Rudy Rudy has kind of scaled back his game, kind of has that old man's game now. He's like, I'm going to catch the ball, square up, give you a couple jab steps, you know, and then just hit a three in your state, in, in your face. You know, it's like, I don't want to go nowhere anymore. I don't want to use my body inefficiently, and I'm just going to get buckets. So that's what it looks like Rudy Gay's at. Now, Jesus Christ, man, DeMar DeRozan's throwing alley-oops off the backboard to himself? I know it's just the Drew League, but the Drew League has, you know... Decent competition, you know, and there's not really any defense. It's more like an and one mixtape style defense where, you know, it's man to man defense and there's no help allowed at all. So it opens up the lane where highlight plays can be made and no one really is at risk of getting hurt. But DeMar DeRozan looks pretty damn good. Now, I, you look, we're, we, we're in San Antonio, we're in Texas, we're on the West Coast, we don't see DeMar DeRozan that much. So I had to go into the archives. I had to go into the archives in the YouTube and check out his 2018 highlights, and Jesus Christ, this guy can score the ball. This guy can score the rock. So it's going to be very interesting, you know, it's, 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 it's not a huge step down to Kawhi. Kawhi is an MVP candidate yet, yes, but wasn't DeMar DeRozan an MVP candidate this year? If I'm not mistaken, he finished top five. He led the Toronto Raptors to have the best seed in the East. So he has been getting better every year. He's been adding something to his game, adding something here and there. And believe me, we can get him to hit three-point shots. If that's the only issue with this kid, we can fix that. Oh, believe me, we can fix that. Well, that's all I have for you guys today on a Bucking Spurs podcast. Make sure to follow on Twitter, at Bucking Spurs. On Instagram, a Bucking Spurs podcast. On YouTube, a Bucking Spurs podcast. Make sure to subscribe and share. Guys, share the love. I'm doing this for you guys. I'm passionate about the Spurs, just like all of you, if you're hearing this. Send this podcast to a friend. Send it to a family member. Go Spurs. Go, baby.